Welcome back to On The Line. It's August 22nd. I'm Corey here with Ashley Titians, and we're going to get into cross-country again. Not fully formed yet, but the season has begun, and we're trickling trickling in meets all around the, the country. Uh, and so we're, we're, like, almost there, Ashley? It's so close. Like, I'm just, I'm excited. It's like the anticipation's still kind of building, you know, but we're about to see some cool stuff, I think, in the coming weeks. Yeah, no, no, no breakthrough performances just yet in terms of ex- extravagant um ridiculous i guess yeah. any of the 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 types of descriptions that we would normally classify as like elite performances haven't happened yet but i think by september we're going to get that but let's start first with what we saw this past week in cross country a couple things went down utah pre-region south lake carols had 3200 meter races and then Ohio had an early season XE invite. So what did we see this weekend? Well, I actually want to begin first with that South Lake Carroll 3200 because, you know, South Lake Carroll is always one of those teams going into the season on the boys' side that you're like, okay, they could be, you know, a potential national title contender. And even though this was only a 3200-meter time trial on a track, I think this the performances from there show that they're going to be potentially scary good, I think, mm-hmm. this season. You know, if you look at the results there, sophomore Caden Leonard won this race in 9-12, and Carroll's entire top seven, they were all under 9-41 for 3,200. If you look at their top five more specifically, they were all under 9-28, average 9-18, and the one through five split was only 15 seconds. So, I mean, that's showing some pretty crazy depth right there already, which I think we kind of expected from South Lake Carroll. Um, and, you know, granted, again, still early season, this was a tra- on the track yeah. exactly not even a cross-country race (laughs) but if it's at least showing maybe what kind of fitness they have Mm -hmm. and like the numbers that they have too i think that's pretty impressive i think and it it was tempered back to you know you're not seeing the best of south lake carroll on the track in august but they are showing that they are fit yep for sure and then, you know, moving on from there, looking more at the actual cross-country races that happened this past weekend in Utah, as you mentioned, the pre-region meets happened. And I think, you know, already Jane Hendegren of Timview is already looking really strong. She opened up her season with just a casual, you know, 1649, three-mile win there that gave her, I believe, a 148 speed rating out of that. So already impressive start there for the junior and then you know looking at the region eight me i was impressed by austin westfall of orem you know he opens up the season with 15 17 for three miles and i gave him a 184 speed rating so i think he could be one to watch in utah as well U- utah is a little different than most states it starts early yep ends early yep. so all these performances matter in a little different context than the rest of the u.s so jane right now is basically what we thought she would be for sure and do we believe she's on the path toward national championship oh, level absolutely you okay. know I, she, i'm gonna dive into her a little bit later when we're talking about you know national title contenders that maybe weren't at nationals last year but yeah. i think she could be a favorite to win a title oh i like it so on my end i think we got to talk a little bit about uh Braden marshall of winfield high school in west virginia he's doing a training blog for us on mile split and it has been entertaining to say the least this guy is prototypical what i would envision a cross-country runner to be um runs well but has fun off the the course and really gets into some fun shenanigans teaches his sisters softball team what was it the cha-cha slide that's what it looked like yeah cha-cha slide (laughs) Anyway, Brayden doesn't leave anything on the course, though, because he had his debut for the fall. He ran 14.56 at the Autumn Classic, um, which was, you know, picked up the, the, the highest speed rating so far on the season on 186. 
that's just what we would have expected from Braden because he was a champ sports nationals qualifier last year. Uh, last year at this time he ran 14.56 and he's kind of right in that, that sweet spot to begin August where he's ready to go once the season ramped up. But what did, for you, what did what does 14 56 tell you about Braden Marshall at this point? Honestly, I think that's a pretty big confidence booster. You know, if you're opening up your season already with a sub 15 5K 186 speed rating, he's got to be like, hey, I did something right, you know, over those past couple months this summer with all the training. And, you know, especially, you know, that West Virginia training's no joke either. I mean, you know, hills, yeah, <laughs> all the sure. hills and everything. For so sure. if I'm Braden Marshall, I'm thinking, all right, this is a great start to the season. Country roads yep. in West Virginia as well. <laughs> that's right. Uh, shout out. You know, Braden mentioned this in his training blog, but he's running with his freshman brother brother this year, Trace. So last year on the cross-country course, gets to mentor his brother a little bit. Um, and that's uh, a special, I think, note for him as he as he closes out his senior campaign. Um, other than, you know, his race, Ohio had an early season invitational kickoff, which showed some good signs there. Ryan Smith of Worthington Kilbourne won the boys' elite race. Um, on the girls' side, I think we got a couple of nice performances. Mason's girls, which I think are going to be in the mix for, you know, national rankings, uh, got off to a good start. Effa Pashka led them uh, to a win there. Uh, but that's the start of maybe last week. One of the key teams we've seen so far that have had really good beginning to 2023 has been the Harriman boys. Um, they are off to a really good start. Third at Nationals last year, so you have to think, are, are they going to be as good? Um, they lost four or five from their team last year, uh, and they're pretty much working in different people this yep. year, but um, they're coming off a performance last week that kind of shows what they could be. Yes, I agree. And, you know, as you mentioned, it's always hard to come in and build up a whole new team, you know, that had been successful when nearly the entire top five runners have graduated and moved on. You have a whole new, you know, cast of runners here leading this team. But I definitely want to count them out yet, especially what we've already seen. You know, they're under obviously great leadership under Doug Souls there. And they also truly peak, I feel like, when it matters most toward the end of the season. Um, but, you know, if you're looking at what they've already done this year, they swept the top six places for a close to a three mile course at the Premier Invitational, so I think they've shown that they have the numbers to put together some strong showings. And then if you're looking, they also competed at the pre-Region 2 meet. Um, they took first in that as a, as a team title there ahead of Riverton. They went two through six in that race. Um, however, I still, I'm still waiting until a big meet like Woodbridge or something to really see, I think, how just how good Harriman is. You know, last year, that's where they really, I feel like, you know, showed that they were national title contenders because they won Woodbridge last year. And so I think, you know, these next coming weeks, they'll be building up towards that. And then once they do compete there, which I'd assume they would again this yeah. year, um, I think that's when we're really going to see how good they are. Yeah. I think one thing with cross country that um, gets underlooked is basically the, the ability for a team that has a great coach to reload. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think people often say, oh, you lost five seniors you're probably going to be a shell of what you were the year before. In some cases, that's true. But I think in other cases, if we were looking at American Fork, for example, sure. um, Harriman now, I mean, there's a lot of teams across the country, uh, Mountain Vista boys or girls in Colorado, always seem to reload. It's yep. because they have big teams. Those kids that are coming up in the wings are ready to go once it is their time. So it's sort of that moment you just got to step into it and you have to compete. And I think Doug Souls got his feet wet last year, getting them to nationals and really having good performance. He was all, he's only been there like a, a year plus. Yeah, it hasn't so, been very long at all. Right, but he's already setting the tone. He's getting a rhythm basically with this team. 
he's working in a new group mostly, but I see great signs from them that they can come back in 23 and, and really compete for a title again and, and maybe do some damage down the line. I think that's been his MO as a coach. Yeah. Um, even if he trains them a little differently than m- most places, um, I think he is, he's sort of a, a motivational guy. He always gets his kids ready to go um, regardless. So, um, you know, I agree. Region 2, pre-region race, just dominated Riverton, which was a good team last they were, year. Yep. Um, competed really well at Garmin. So I think that's a good win there. And William Stedman, I think, is the person on the boys' side to watch out for. He ran uh, 1457 at, at this course of 5K in Salt Lake City. Um, really good stuff from him. He wasn't the lead guy last year, but over the outdoor season, he ran 409 for 1,600 meters, 154 for 800. So he's the exact prototype of a player athlete that you want to step in and, and become a star um, in his senior season. You agree there? Oh, I agree. I mean, shoot, even looking at those track numbers there, 4 or 9 for 16, that's no joke. Yeah. You know, he's going into this year, he's going to be, it's his time to shine. So I agree there. Okay. Let's move on to the biggest meet we're looking out for. And that's going to be September 2nd. Really, yes. when, when the month turns over, September hits, this is when I think everything starts to hit the fan. So what are you looking forward to the most? Well, I think I'm going to keep it here in Texas because I think the Marcus Coach T Invitational, that's going to be one of those big meets that I think we need to keep our eyes on. You know, it's kind of one of those first big invitational championships out in Texas. And as you know, Texas is always pretty competitive when it comes to cross country. And looking at what happened last year, there were some big results from some of those top athletes in the state. You had Angel Sanchez of Fort Worth, Diamond Hill Jarvis winning that race last year in 1458. Adam Burleson, too, our guy there, he was second in 1507. And on the girls' side, there was a really you know great performance there to win 1708 uh, from Shaway Johnson. But you also had athletes like Macy Wingard, Sam and Nicole Humphreys of Flower Mound, and Alexandra Walsh of South Lake Carroll also put together really strong performances there as well. So, you know, if you're looking at this... Again, Texas is always going to be a competitive state. I especially think this year could be the year, you know, especially maybe looking on that girls' side. You have a Mm -hmm. really strong senior class and also some underclassmen in there as well that could challenge. And I think this is going to be that point where you look at it and be like, all right, how did the summer go for them? And then, you know, where are they starting off to put themselves into position, not just for potentially state titles, but also going forward into, you know, qualifying for national championships as well. Marcus, huge meet on the calendar. I think it, it sort of sets the tone for the rest of the state. I think you were about to say something about Texas teams at the national level. Are you going on a whim saying they're capable of performing, maybe placing top five? I mean, potentially. Again, if you look at teams like, again, I think on the girls, like Flower Mounds, they have a strong top three. If you look, again, on the boys' side, South Lake Carroll, Mm -hmm. I mean, as we already saw from that 32, again, a time trial, but they're going to be a favorite going in, and I think... You know, as we start to release some of our team rankings as well, that may indicate yeah. potentially how we feel about our, these yeah. Texas teams. So I feel like that's fair to say. We're, we're in Texas. We're, we're in Austin. We love <laughs> Texas teams. So we always exactly. will we'll, we'll root for our, our teams. So, I, I, you know, obviously Marcus is a huge meet. I think on the calendar besides that, that invitational is, you know, Memphis Twilight on Tennessee is a big meet there in the southeast. Indiana State Preview in Terre Haute is going to put the best in Indiana on that course again and just see where they're at. Cool Breeze, California. Uh, I think uh, that L.A. area, obviously, uh, CIF Division, uh, Southern Section area, I mean, that's going to have over 3,000 athletes you know, competing, including the likes of Great Oak, 
including JSERA and other strong programs. So Cool Breeze is a really, really big early season meet for California. Um, and I think that could, could tell, show us some things about that state. I'm looking forward to then uh, to Benegos, uh, of you know, in Utah, obviously that state, as we, as we mentioned, is already well underway. And I think that's a key uh, indicator of, of where, you know, some of these teams are. So those are some of the meets that we definitely are going to pay attention to in two weeks. All right. Our last segment is going to be a fun one, but I think we, we really want to talk uh, broadly about maybe some athletes that didn't necessarily get to nationals that were capable of last year. And now they have this sort of redemption quality to them this year. Who are the athletes that are, are looking to redeem themselves this year and get, get to nationals? Well, looking on the girls' side specifically, I think there are actually some pretty big names that actually didn't compete at nationals last year that I think could have a potential to do really well in the national stage this year. First off, Jane Hendegren. I talked about her earlier in this show of Tim Few. She was actually 11th at Nike Southwest Regionals last year, so she didn't advance. She didn't go to Nike Outdoors, but I mean, this may be a hot take, but I think she may be one of the favorites to win it all. I'm a big Jane fan. I but don't think it's a hot take at this point. I, yeah, I agree I with you. I think it's pretty proven that like she's, she's a top dog. And yeah. so to go from not even competing to now being one of the favorites, yep. she's definitely going to be one to watch. Yep. Um, going down to the underclassmen, I think Eliana Black of Cambridge Christian out in Florida, she's going to be one to watch as well. She was eighth at the Nike Southeast Regionals, but she was one of the fastest freshmen in the country last year. She ran 17.15 for 5K. So I think she'll be one looking to maybe find some redemption there mm-hmm. um, and qualify there for a national championship meet this year. Um, Continuing on down the list with my girls' top five, Alexandra Walsh, too, is someone who I think could have some redemption of South Lake Carroll. She did have a tough showing at the Nike South Regional last year. I think she had an injury there toward the end of the season. Um, but she she's going to be one of the top runners in Texas this fall if she's healthy. She ran 17.05 last year for 5K, so she's going to be a top girl there. Um, you know, again, Claire Stigall. I know you're a big fan of Claire fan, there fan, out of yeah. Nolensville in big Tennessee. Fan. She unfortunately didn't finish running lane um, last year for cross country. She had to drop out, but she's going to look for, again, that redemption. Was in the top five. Exactly, yes. Had about then, 800 to go. Exactly. And then she she pulled out there. But so, again, I think there's a theme here of, like, this redemption arc, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. some of these girls who maybe didn't quite get there or had to, pull, you know, pull out there that could, you know, do really well this year. She ran 17.08 last year for 5K, so I think she could be a really dangerous pick there as well. And then lastly, I'm going to head it to California. That's Cameron Machias of Clovis West. Again, had a tough race to end her cross-country season last year um, at the CIF State Championships. But, you know, she was just a freshman last year, and she had a great track season. She ran 215 for 800, 455 for the 1600. During that freshman cross season, she ran 1641 for three miles, which is pretty solid there for your first season of high school cross-country racing. So I think she could be one to watch as well. I will go further with your hot take, and I will say – I will make a statement. I will say – Jane, I, I could put Jane as as a, as a winner of NXN this year. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Yeah, so not, yeah. maybe not much. Well, the way <laughs> Utah calendar falls, they end early. They yep. have a little bit of a break. All you really have to do is sort of maintain your training a little bit. You get back into the NXR North, uh, Southwest region, and you just have to run well. On the boys' side, we've had various champions from Utah. We yep. haven't had, I believe a champion from the girl side in Utah yet, but she seems like a really good candidate to, sure. to be that first one. And I think I definitely agree. She's going to be on the mark there on the guy side. 
Now, there, there's a lot of athletes that we could probably mention here that are pretty obvious um, candidates, like uh, Keegan Smith, I could say, or um, Anthony yeah. Provan Provenzano of Carmel. Um, I could say that pretty easily, but um, I'm going to go with some of the under radar under the radar guys that I think will have a shot to get here that people might not assume at first glance. Um, my first one, Manny Putts of Onalaska, Wisconsin, top sophomore time in the country last year. He was 11th at Champs Sports Midwest. So close. One out. So close. And he ran 15.02 at Heartland. Didn't get into NXN either. Um, he's a really good guy. He won a state title in Wisconsin last year, but he didn't run indoor or outdoor. So there probably are questions. Where yep. is he at? Exactly, yeah. I believe that I remember last year thinking, this kid's got to be good. I remember, mm. I think Let's Run was going crazy about him too. <laughs> they were like, who's this Manny Putts kid? He's so yeah. close to the national. So he could maybe, you know, want to... Want to get a nationals this year? All right, so one spot goes to Manny Putts. Second one, this is more obvious. Here is Vincent Recupero of Bishop Blanchett in uh, Washington. He's a junior. He was ninth at NXR Northwest last year. Uh, he was third at the Washington State meet as a, as a sophomore, um, and he ran fifteen twenty seven for five k. Cross country is probably not his jam because he ran four oh five in the mile and he ran eight forty seven in the thirty two hundred on the track. So he's probably more of a track guy. Pretty legit, yeah. But he could do some damage and cross this year. I can, I would be willing to put um, a bet on it. I think he really, him along with Tostenson of Crater out in Oregon, those two Washington Oregon tandem. I think they're going to do some damage this year in 2023. Next one is our Craig Engels um, lookalike. That's Will Conway of Floyd Central Indiana. He's already off to a good start. Um, had a, had a really good performance at Terre Haute recently and picked up a 184 speed rating. He was injured at end last cross country campaign. That's probably you by virtue of, of his 76th place finish at the Indiana State Championships. That wasn't his best effort. No. He knows it. Um, he would have loved to run better. I think he is a guy who sees himself as one of the best in Indiana, if not beyond too. So just the confidence alone, I think, puts him up a notch. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fun guy too. He seems he's a personality. I think he <laughs> he embodies the Craig Engels yes. mullet and the yeah. personality as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, and you love you love to see that he's got a, a very good person, very good personality. Next one, kind of a under the radar guy too, Riku Suji of Thomas Nelson, Kentucky. Um, he was twelfth at Champ Sports South last year, so he's just two spots away from qualifying for for nationals. Uh, he's had a really good opening to the twenty twenty three season already. Fifteen oh four. Adam B in Kentucky. Uh, he won a Kentucky State Championship last year. Uh, he's sort of been on the fringes, I would say, of sort of an elite runner, I guess, in that Southeast region. So I can see him making a level up this year. And then the last one um, might spark some conversation here. Steven Hergen Rother of Ridgefield, Connecticut. I think this guy's going to blow up this year. I really do. 11th at Champs Northeast last year. He he was a good cross-country runner even last year. He won a Connecticut State Open Championship. He was second at New England's. Didn't didn't get to Champs. Uh, was one spot out, but he had an awesome outdoor season. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw him run at Penn Relays. We did, yeah. <laughs> and he did some insane stuff there for his yeah. team. And, and at uh, New Balance, he had an awesome DMR anchor too there. I mean, I think he hasn't gotten enough maybe exposure for people to sort of see him and, and really point him out. But I think this might be the year where he starts to see some of that, that impact on the track and some of that press come his way. So um, those are my five guys. Those are your five girls. We'll see if we're right. As always, like, stay tuned to Miles, but we'll have all the coverage. That's right. <laughs>
<laughs> Anything else you want to add? I don't know. I'm just excited. I feel like again, like I said, to start this this show, that like the anticipation's like slowly yeah. building, and then boom, it's just going to be like wow, everyone's running and getting speed ratings left and right. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. One last thing, Hannah Mall qualified for the yes. finals in the pole vault world championships. We're well past the outdoor season. Um, shoot, she's like a month out from starting her freshman year at Washington, but she's now in a world final with the the best pole vaulters in the world. Crazy. Is this surprising to you? I mean, to be honest, no. Like, I think maybe some people who don't know who Hannah Mole is are yeah. like, oh, my gosh, a high schooler, like, in the finals of yeah. the world championships. But I think to me and probably to you and the mm-hmm. whole Milesweet team, mm-hmm. we've talked with her. We know the pedigree that she has, and she's like, I don't know, not much of a surprise. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think progress is is a couple centimeters each time for athletes like Hannah who, who, who are in a very specific event like the pole vault. People don't see that progress really up close and visually. Um, it's just sort of seen in numbers, but she's definitely, definitely improving. And the biggest thing is, like, when the stakes are the highest for her, yep. she tends to compete at her best. I agree. You don't yeah. see that often. I mean, you know, at her age, it's tough to, you know, step into that environment and and not be swayed. A little bit rattled, you yes, know? Yes, yeah. but she kind of has something different that takes her to the, the next level, and it's really amazing to see the future of u.s pole vault future of u.s pole vault her and amanda uh the mall sisters heading at washington we'll see how hannah does in the finals but that's all from us on this episode of on the line stay tuned next week we'll have more cross-country coverage and everything else see ya